Welcome Harvesters. Thank you for taking the steps to heal your inner child and past trauma. You've chosen to take the journey towards self-love and self-healing. And I'm your host, T. James. So let's start this growing season. Harvesters. Welcome back for episode 14 of the Harvest Podcast. Thank you so much for choosing this time to continue to plant seeds for healing and growing in your healing garden. I am super, super excited for this episode because today we're going to be talking about self-love. And I know that that's something that we have all been striving to create for ourselves and for others. And when we've been able to get to that point where we can love ourselves just a little bit stronger each day, that opens up our hearts and opens up room for anyone else to come in for us. But um, I just want to thank you guys for continuing to show up, for listening, for sharing, subscribing, what have you. I'm eternally grateful for just for you being able to walk along this journey with me because we're continuing to understand things about ourselves every single day. I know this journey is not always sunshine and roses. And I think when we're on our self-healing and self-love journeys, I think it gets misconstrued that that's what it's all about, you know, with the masks and the pampering. But no, it gets dark. It gets deep. It gets ugly. And I'm just amazed at the progress that we're all continuing to make. I do hope that you Love the content that I'm continuing to put on my Instagram page. And if you're not currently following, please make sure that you do. It's at the Harvest Group 4 on Instagram. So definitely make sure you you follow me there, which the link in my bio will also connect you to everything else that I have going on, such as my clubhouse rooms, where I am the co-host of the Affirm with Intention Room with Zuri Body that we have every Tuesday and Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And this past week, we talked about grief and the conversation was deep, very, very deep. We touched on a lot of interesting points, and the main takeaway for me was that it's okay to grieve the loss of your old self, because it's not necessarily just a just one main grieving process that you go through. We're always going to be shedding layers of ourselves as we elevate through this spiritual and self-love journey. So when we are able to accept and acknowledge that when we lose our past self, that it is okay to grieve. It is okay to not be okay throughout that process and that no one can tell you how you should grieve and how you should process all of these things. So that was, you know, the main takeaway I was able to to take away from that room. Also, in addition, um, we have coming up next month, the second Friday of June will be the Harvest Talk Room. I did not hold one this month because, you know, a girl was going through all of the things, okay? But um, I will be holding it next month as I know that we're going to have amazing, amazing topics to discuss and just recapping pretty much. Um, it'll probably just be like a, a catch-up session for the most part, just us touching on a lot of things that have come up since the last Harvest Talk Room that I held. So there's been a lot of major transitions and changes 
that I'm sure all of us have gone through. And I share that room with, again, with Zuri Body and with Raven Parker, pronouns they and them. And that will take place at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Clubhouse as well. So I guess if uh, that leaves us any further ado, let's go ahead and get into talking about some self-love. So during the episode, um, you are going to hear some music playing in the background. I've just been... I always have to have music playing in everything. And I realize, like, even if I have it faintly playing in the background, like, you know, that way I have like some really good background noise. So today's soundtrack that you hear in the background is Finding Forever by Common. I don't know why I was led to playing that album, but before that I was playing Share My World um, by Mary J. Blige. I've I've just been channeling a lot of Mary because I was playing her albums last night. So Yes, you hear Finding Forever. My comment in the background, I do not own the rights to this music. So let's let that be known because I'm not trying to get sued. Okay. (laughs) So with that being said, um, today's quote of the day comes from Bryn Brown. I love a lot of her quotes because they definitely tap in and touch my soul. So I hope that you are able to get something from them as well. So today's quote is, talk to yourself like someone you love. And since we are talking about self-love, I that was, I mean, that was very, very fitting because we do forget to speak kindly to ourselves. We forget to show ourselves some grace. And I know that I'm guilty of that. And so since we are going to be talking about self-love, that is what today's word of the day will be. And self-love is having high regard for your own well-being and happiness. We always hear about self-love and, you know, like the positive sides, the affirmations, the baths, the massages, all of those things. But I don't think we really truly look at the darker side of self-love because with that self-love comes the shadow work, comes the grieving processes, comes the self-sabotage and the fear and addressing all of those triggers that we did not get to experience during our childhood. So we find ourselves participating in a lot of that inner child healing that allows us to understand those feelings and emotions and to be able to communicate them a little bit better. So that way we can have those relationships with other people and not you know, sabotage that shit and push away relationships, especially meaningful relationships. But then there's also those times where we acknowledge that those people are not meant to be in our lives. However, they are, they've been placed in our lives for us to mirror what it is that we need to continuously heal. So with our self-love, we take care of our own needs and we definitely try not to sacrifice our own well-being to please other people. Unfortunately, that does happen. It happens because we spend so much time being those people pleasers because we want that love and affection that we were not shown. So we seek that out in other people, sometimes relationships that aren't meant for us to even be in, friendships, even in our family. We see that it can be very one-sided and we're um, we're giving, giving, giving as they're taking, 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 and nothing is being reciprocated. But with self-love, it comes the dark side. And there's always a duality to things. And I want you to remember that. And I know that you are going to hear me say that a lot because there is a duality of self-love. There is always a duality in anything that we do. But since we are speaking on self-love today, um, it's definitely important that we we understand that, that concept. So 
when was the last time that you you showed up for yourself? Like, I want you to really sit and think about the last time that you showed up for yourself and how you showed up for yourself for that matter. How did it make you feel? Was it something that was foreign to you? Something that you may not have understood because you weren't used to showing up for yourself? You're so used to showing up for other people that you really neglect that feeling of the satisfaction of taking care of yourself and your needs and your wants. But when we do that and when we're stuck in that idea of we're not supposed to take that time for ourselves, we then ask, okay, well, what's wrong with me? Why can't I take that time for myself? Why not? Who says that I can't? It's because of what we have been taught growing up, depending on the type of household that you grew up in, or if your caregiver was unable to provide you with the affection that you longed for or the love that you sought. Yeah, your basic needs were taken care of. You know, there was you were provided with shelter, you were provided with food and clothes. But there's always the other part of it that we're seeking from those that are taking care of us. We want the love. Yeah, you buy me these things, but where's the love that's coming from behind it? So self-love is just it's such a broad, it's such a, it's a very, very broad topic. Uh, loving yourself, it just, it truly comes from, so you're looking at what you hate the most about yourself. You're really standing there. You're like, you you know how they always tell you to stand in front of the mirror and truly examine yourself and look at what it is that you no longer love about yourself. And not so much what you no longer love about yourself, but what it is that you want to change. Because we always have those moments where we don't like something about ourselves. And for me growing up, I always had issues with my body image. I have scoliosis. And so for me, like I didn't, I, I, I never stood upright. And how I found out I had scoliosis was when my appendix was infected. <laughs> it was during a trip to the high school, actually, um, the local high school that I graduated from. This was when I was in elementary school. And we went there for a chorus rehearsal because we were going to be performing that night, if I'm not mistaken. And I just got so sick. And gradually over time, it just, it got worse to the point where like I was delirious. I had a very, very high fever. And my mom was like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to take you to the hospital. She had to leave work early because she had to come and pick me up from school, which I know that that was something that upset her <laughs> because she didn't want to leave work. I know she didn't want to leave work. But you had to, girl. You had to because your baby girl was sick. So that's when she made the decision to, you know, have me to go to the doctor. And so from there, they ran a lot of tests. And that's when they found out that my appendix was infected. And then from there, when they did the x-rays, that's when they saw that I had scoliosis. So growing up, I always felt different. I always knew that I was, I just I always felt different. I always felt like I was not the same as everyone else. Like my body was not the same as everyone else's. And so from that, I really developed 
I was very conscious of my body. I always compared myself to so many other people, like in how they look that I forgot what it was like my outer layer. I forgot how important, how beautiful I actually was. Um, later on, you know, developing the acne that I currently have now, which came from the birth control that I'm currently on. And I feel like other things have also exacerbated that, but that was also a major factor. And then even just me being taller than some of my classmates growing up, I always had a complex about that. I hated wearing shorts because I did not like my long legs. We could never find pants that were ever long enough for me. I had to get things specifically ordered. So a lot of that affected my body image and my self-image. And I had low self-esteem. I was bullied. I was constantly picked on. So it's like, <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> but it's like, even throughout all of that, I still realize, even now how I'm able to picture it, I still had like a carefree attitude. I was still able to create that imagination and sometimes go off into different realms. I feel like I was able to play well by myself and I really adapted to my alone time. I also realized later that um, with self-love, it also affects the way that you treat someone. So with like the past relationships, um, like with friendships, coworkers, like old roommates, my family members, how I viewed myself was how I treated other people. And then especially when you're constantly hearing things that you should change about yourself or you know, you're just constantly being judged about specific things, even in a relationship that I was in, like it, he was very emotionally abusive and that affected my self-image. And I did not like how I looked sometimes. I even went through a stint of being anorexic and, well, not anorexic. Um, I, was, I was bulimic and I did a lot of binge eating. And so... But it was a very, 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 very short stint because I was like, uh, uh, I don't like how this feels. Now I resonate and understand why some people, you know, go through that phase in their life. So if this is a trigger warning for you, um, you know, anyone who has gone through an eating disorder, know that you are loved and you are beautiful. And I'm here for you. I am here for you. I understand what that feels like when you are not happy with the body that you see standing in the mirror. It can be something that you constantly want to change all the time, all the time. The guilt and shame about a situation, you know, that I briefly mentioned, like you would just, your family members would make you feel guilty or shame you for a decision that you may have felt good about. So then that you internalize a lot of what you hear. And then that's what prompts a lot of the overthinking and a lot of the criticism and the negative self-talk. And it's amazing how just over time, how a lot of that stuff just festers and it festers and it festers. And you are constantly hearing this shit over and over and over again in your mind. But the thing is, until you can really shine a light on your insecurities, you'll never be fully accepting of yourself. And that's what I understood over time. I embraced my long legs. I 
I understand that this acne on my face is not going to be here for a, a it's not going to be here too much longer. I'm going to get rid of this shit, but I'm beautiful nonetheless. I'm I have someone who looks at me and smiles and recognizes recognizes how beautiful I am inside and out and to me that helps to really tap into my love language, my words of affirmation and knowing that that continues to make my inner child happy as well because those were things that she struggled with. And because I'm now loving myself a little bit more and embracing myself more and more each day and uh, learning to love the woman that I have become and becoming, I know that my inner child is, is very, very pleased with me and what I have to offer myself and everyone. I just encourage you to be kinder to yourself, show yourself a little bit more grace. So that way, when it comes to this self-love journey, we're able to truly see who we are and what we hold inside because it's not easy. Oh, it is not easy. It's not easy. When you have faced so much time of you know, constantly replaying in your mind what you hear over and over again, the negative things that you say to yourself, you really, really start to believe that. And when you are on that self-love journey, it's going to be hard to not hear those things anymore. Like you, you're pushing them out of the way, but now you're feeding yourself with more positive things. Like I am beautiful. It's okay. It is understood that you are not heard. You have a voice telling yourself all of these things and affirming within yourself is what's going to amplify that self-love that I know that all of us holds inside. So I don't ever want you to feel like you are alone in this journey because you are not. And when we understand that more and more and more, that is what's going to make this self-love journey so, so much better. So now that we have a better understanding of what self-love is and how, um, how important it is for us to make sure that we are developing that self-love, let's talk about how we can develop some self-love. So there's Lots of ways that we can tap into, you know, how we can show ourselves more love, even understanding what our self-love language is. But one of the things that will be important at the start of your self-love journey is to stop comparing yourself to others. Growing up, I... You know, I had mentioned it before, you know, how it just, I would compare myself to other people, especially like the girls in like the 17 magazines or on Essence, um, on TV, and just wishing that I had what they had, excuse me, and even, even with my friends who may have had things that were a little bit better than what I had. And I always operated from a spirit of lack because I felt like because because I didn't have what they had, that I was less than. That is how I viewed myself. I did not view myself as being on their level. And there would be times where I would even question like, okay, well, why do they even want to be my friend? Because I don't have what you have. I don't have all of the money, you know, that you have, that you're able to do the things that you want to. So why are you, why are you friends with me? I never really thought that I had a lot to bring to specific relationships, especially romantic relationships. I really did not feel like I brought anything to the table but pussy. 
And yes, I'm very intelligent. Those who hold conversations with me really get to know me. Like they know, oh, okay, well you are. Yes, I am very intelligent. <laughs> I can hold a conversation. But when it's times where you you spend a lot of your times quiet because you feel like no one is interested in what you have to say, that is when you start to quiet yourself. You do not have a voice. You do not pay attention to what it is that you have to say. And so you feel like no one else wants to hear what you have to say. So I always compared myself to others and just viewed myself as being less than. I didn't feel like I was equal in the relationships that I held in my life. But I can tell you to this day, <laughs> no, I'm just as important, if not more important than you. And I value myself in such a high regard now, and I know my worth that I cannot let anyone come in and disrupt that and tell me anything different. Another thing that you can do to develop self-love for yourself is don't worry about other people's opinions. First of all, and excuse my language, but fuck them. Their words hold no power over you. Their words do not control you and what you do in your life. And I used to allow that to happen. Just as I'm sure that many of you can relate to this. We let other people's opinions and what they say about the things that we do dictate our future steps. We allow them to come in and disrupt any positive feelings that we might have towards a goal or something that we want to do for ourselves or just how we feel about ourselves. We let someone come in and disrupt that all the time. I know that I have. And my self-image was built around what other people thought or how they felt about me or how they viewed me. I strived for getting compliments from other people or the acknowledgement that just for like, even with work, I always sought reassurance in a lot of the things that I did. Even if it may not have been, you know, a huge act, I still wanted some type of recognition. Even if I played a role in whatever it was, I wanted that recognition because I didn't get that reassurance or that recognition growing up. So I sought that in a lot of other people and I took what they thought. I took their opinions for face value and I let that affect me. What someone else thinks about you is none of your fucking business. It's none of your business and it will never be any of our business. And once I started to understand that, that is when I set myself free and I felt clear in the decisions that I made for myself, that third eye started cranking and I started trusting my intuition more. I honed into more what I want and what I need, not about what someone else thinks about it and how they feel or what they, you know, their opinion. And it's also helped me to realize in that same sense that my opinion is not always warranted. So because everyone will always provide me with an unwarranted opinion, I felt that I needed to do the exact same thing. Don't nobody care about what I have to think or say, especially when it's not benefiting them. So if it's not benefiting you, why would you listen to me? Why would you take what I say for face value? Especially if I haven't gone through what it is that you're going through. Who am I? 
And who are you to tell somebody how they should feel or what they should think in any aspect, whatever it is that they do? Fuck that. Allow yourself to make mistakes. In order to develop self-love, we have to show ourselves grace. That is what's going to help us to understand that it's okay for me to fuck up every now and then. The mistakes are going to be there. They're going to happen. Nobody has a perfect life. Nobody will ever have a perfect life. It's okay to mess up every now and then. Just make sure that you're not making it a habit. Don't make it a habit. But when you do make a mistake, show yourself some grace. Be kind to yourself. Be gentle to yourself. Don't allow yourself to get stuck in that that dark space and beat yourself up, which will then allow the self-sabotage to set in and the self-critical thinking. If we make sure that we are understanding that the mistakes that has been made is not something that is going to dictate our future, just as long as we're able to take control of that, we are going to be able to prevail through anything that comes our way. The words that we speak to ourselves hold so much power. And when we make mistakes, we instantly begin to beat ourselves up. It reverts right back to your childhood and the things that you used to hear, the things that people used to say to shame and guilt you. It triggers, it goes right back to it. It goes right back to it. So even in the present state, no matter how far you are in your healing, there's going to be something that's going to strike your cord. That is going to trigger you and make you think about something that happened in your childhood. Okay, well, why am I feeling this way? Why is this, why is this coming up? Why is this being addressed? It's up to us. I want you to remember and um, remember that you value you value. You value you. And your value doesn't lie in how your body looks. You value you and what you look like. How you appear to yourself, not how someone how you appear to someone else, not how someone else views you, not their perspective of you. I've examined everything wrong with my body since I could really start forming an opinion about myself. I have been very, very critical of myself more times than I can count. Even today, I found myself criticizing my skin and I had to stop. I'm like, girl, don't you know how beautiful you are? You are a beautiful being. And never let yourself fall into that dark space of where you look at yourself as less than because of what is on your face. Being bullied played a big role in that, though. A big, big role. I used to get picked on a lot um, when I was younger because of the fact that I was taller and skinnier and pretty much shaped like a H, like just a board, flat as hell, like flat Stanley. That is who I was. And I, like I said, you know, I did not like wearing shorts. It was a struggle always finding pants longer than long, long enough for me. 
I used to get called Big Bird, Jolly Green Giant, Olive Oil. Like they, yeah, kids can be cruel. And so from that, I ended up having to develop some thick skin. And so because I was bullied, then I turned into bullying someone else. I then started bullying someone else as my coping mechanism, as my shield, as my protection. I gave back what they were giving to me. I hated how I looked. I hated how I looked. I hated how I looked. <laughs> I was a cute little girl. I was a cute baby. Yeah, I'm beautiful. I'm I'm in a I'm beautiful. But back then I there were times where I didn't see that because I didn't because I didn't get a lot of the attention that some of my other friends would get because you know they were a little bit more they were a little bit more cooler, you know, they dressed nicer. Some of them, you know, filled out a little bit more. And because I wasn't getting that attention, it's like I sought to receive that attention in other ways through sexuality. So that's, you You really don't understand the value of your body until you, you've allowed yourself to go through a lot of shit. I also don't want you to be afraid to let go of toxic people. Whomever those people may be, whether it's your family, whether it's friends, hell, it, yourself. Remember, you also shed pieces of yourself every time you heal. So there's going to be parts of, you're going to grieve your old self. And if you have to release how toxic you can be at times, do it. <laughs> do it, okay? Do it. You're going to have to cut the dead weight off at some point. And if you see that a lot of those relationships are not bringing you any type of value, cut the dead weight off. Cut it off. Cut it off. Do not allow it to interfere your life and what it is that you're trying to build for yourself, especially when it comes to your healing, because your sanity is way more important than somebody's dusty ass person who decides that they want to keep coming up in your life and disrupting it. Even your own dusty, rusty ass self. Okay. Process your fears. What are you afraid of? Why are you afraid of it? And who told you that you should be afraid of it? We constantly hold ourselves back from so many things. Hydrate, y'all. And when we constantly cut ourselves off from experiencing what life has to offer, we do ourselves a big disservice. There's so many things that this world has to show us. And we have to prove it to ourselves that we are worthy. We don't have anything else to prove to anyone else but us. So when we start to push ourselves out of the way, then that's when we can release a lot of those fears. And we can understand where they're even coming from. And lastly, I want you to trust yourself to make good decisions for yourself. Because who else are you going to trust? You. 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 You, you, you're going to trust you. You are going to trust you wholeheartedly. You have to trust your thoughts. You have to trust your moves. You have to trust the words that come out of your mouth. 
because no one else is going to, because if you don't have the full capability of trusting yourself, how do you expect someone else to trust you? Especially when you are in a partnership with someone, how can you expect for them to trust you if you don't trust yourself? You don't trust yourself enough to love yourself fully, that you don't trust yourself enough to recognize your self-worth. They can't do that for you. They can show you, but then it's up to you to take what it is that they're showing you and apply it to yourself. That's where the mirroring comes in. That is where the mirroring comes in. And so with all that being said, I hope that you are able to understand how you should develop self-love. I just plant the seeds. It's up to you on how you're going to water them and, and, and allow them to, to sprout and grow. It's taken me, a, and I'm when I say a long time, like I don't mean centuries, but I do, from the start of my, my spiritual journey, I do feel like it's taken me a good amount of time for me to get to the point where I am now that I can honestly sit back and be like, I don't want that. I don't, that's not going to benefit me. That's not adding any value to my life. And once I started realizing that and cutting that shit out, whatever or whomever it may be, I saw big differences happen in my life. So I encourage you to do the same. So as this episode comes to a close, I want you to normalize the idea of being vulnerable insecure and self-critical at times. I know that each of us has a story to tell and we face our demons every single day, especially when we try to do our best and when we try to do our best for ourselves. And then when it's not recognized by other people, we definitely, we start to have those critical periods. But I want you to remember you're worth it. Always remember that you're worth it. And then, yes, it's going to be challenging, but I want you to know that you'll be able to understand and properly love yourself and someone else as you continue to go through this whole process. Self-love is a journey, but it's a journey that's worth going through. And I want you to always know that and know that I love you. And I continue to thank you for the support that you can, that you give the, the podcast and anything else that I support. Thank you for constantly showing up for me as I show up for you and pouring into me just as much as I pour back into you. And as always, thank you for planting those seeds for healing and growing. And I will see you on the next episode. Happy harvesting. Thank you for taking this journey with me today. Remember, the seeds you've planted today will harvest your healing and loving yourself more and more each day. Happy harvesting.